Saturday mornings on Lone Star Community Radio just got kicked up a notch. That's right. Two friends hyped up on caffeine and sugar are sharing about current events, entertainment, and more. On Grit and Grace with Jennifer and Meredith, Saturday mornings from 8 to 9 a.m. on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1. Welcome, welcome. Good morning, everybody. You're listening to Grit and Grace with Jennifer and Meredith. And I got to tell you that but that intro was beautiful, but incorrect. We are now from 8 to 10. That's right. <laughs> so as you can imagine, we discover these new treasures every weekend as we kind of make the change. We're new to the 8 to 10 hour. We're so excited. We've been on from 8 to 9 for months now, but because of the great response from a lot of our listeners and really just the great uh, support we have here with Lone Star Community Radio, we have, I guess we're on our third weekend now, two hours. Woo-hoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good morning, Jen. How are you, sweetie? I'm good, Mary. How are you? I'm doing great. We had, you know, a few technical hiccups this morning and, you know, I had El Jefe on the phone there, but he's yes. a good man trying yes. to, of course, you know, on a, a beautiful <laughs> trip with his lady, <laughs> trying to help us out remotely. Yes. God, God bless him. But that being said, we are so thankful everything's working now as far as live video is not going to be capable this week but we'll have our podcast up so that's a yeah. really a great thing um that being said of course you're listening to lone star Community. and i'll talk to you all later in the week about that yeah please do please yeah. do yeah we've got so much coming up i mean it's going to be a great show and um of course lone star community radio conroe's fm 104.5 and 106.1 we are so thrilled to be of course part of city of conroe and everything going on in this community uh so much this season right jen i mean yes there are so many activities going on, so many events, and really, you know, that's one of the great things about Conroe that I'm learning, because, you know, I'm still kind of a newbie. I'm not, you know, a homegrown native Conronian. No? Conron... Con- just from Conroe. There's no right. Conronian. Not going to... I don't know. That yeah, that... Be- <laughs> <laughs> that does. I'm all, oh, not going to stick to that. But uh, that being said, there's so many great things booming around here. So yeah. that is what is going to be so great about this hour because a lot of our listeners may not realize that we actually have a flight training academy right here in Conroe. So we've got Mo and Marla, and they're from the General Chanel Tiger or Flying Tiger Academy yes. right here in Conroe. Yeah. And I was like blown away to hear about this because I had no idea this treasure right here. And they are, you know, of course, open to students, but they are taking in and having an open house later in the month. And we'll get to that. But really, it's just such a fascinating industry, of course, because I'm a, a reg, you know, a regular person. I don't fly. I don't think I could definitely uh, have the capacity to do it. I don't have the stomach <laughs> to do something. So I just imagine, you know, you've got to have certain talents and I don't have them. So when I meet people that, you know, I just don't know stuff about, I'm just thrilled to have them on. So Mo and Marla are coming up later in the hour. We want our listeners to stay tuned because that's one of the great things about Conroe. There are so many cool businesses right so yeah. many cool yeah. organizations so i can't wait to hear about that but uh anyway it's all like underground right well to me it is and because i had no <laughs> idea it's like right here you it's, know everything that meredith doesn't know about is underground some <laughs> secret society well <laughs> it's not a debacle huh no <laughs> not this week <laughs> yeah i know jen likes to mess with me about my my words and how i stick with them and no there's no debacles this week other than no. you know whatever the technical we'll kind of throw that away anyway let's get to some business what do you yeah. think right now get this 65 degrees oh, heaven let's just enjoy that moment yes 65 
and it's going to be sunny all day. It's going to be a beautiful day. Look, I'm just going to declare it. I'm like, it will be a beautiful day. And it yes. is. It's going to get up to a high of 86. Oh, this, these are the days we long for as Texans. So I'm so thrilled. Um, it's finally come. And then tonight's going to get down to a low of 63. Oh, man. Cool weather hair. Cool weather clothes. I mean, this is the season for the ladies. Or What is for cool me. weather hair? For my hair, this is the best season for my hair. My hair likes this season the best. I'm just letting you know. Why? I don't know. I mean, I don't get to talk to it enough. But I'm I've just, never what? heard of cool weather hair. No, I'm just saying I think of my hair when the cool weather is a lot better. Kind of like when you go out of town outside of the humidity of Texas, you know, you find your hair being. Oh, so you have like better hair days. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's okay. what I meant. I'm okay. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you, I see, yeah. you see. But yeah, that being said. Cool weather hair. Cool weather hair. Why not? We'll make it a thing. Yeah. Hashtag cool weather hair. There you go. Okay. CWH. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> she's giving me that. She's throwing me a bone. Yeah. It's humidity, 81%, which is actually probably the best we can get this time of year or all year round. So uh, it's going to be a beautiful weekend. Tomorrow, uh, high of 88, low of 69 tomorrow night. I mean, really, this is this is going to be the best weekend ever. So get out there, enjoy some activities, right? And of course, uh, traffic-wise, that's one of the blessings, again, of being part of you know the Saturday morning show. We get to tell you that there's no traffic right now. Green all over. <laughs> right. So if you want to get out, listen to Lone Star Community Radio out on the road, whether you're in your car or on your app, it's a great driving time right now, especially if you've got a convertible, put that top down, go down 45. It'll be wonderful. So anyway, yes. just dreamland for me. Sorry. Oh, and I'm sorry. We will have dreamland coming up in the nine o'clock But she's hour. not going to go down 45, I hope, in dreamland. Okay. No. We'll wait and see where she goes. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, you got to join us in the 9 o'clock <laughs> hour to time, find out about our dreamland destinations this this week. Um, but that being said, I know there's so much activity, too. So let's talk about, first of all, let's give our listeners, I'm sorry, I always forget it because we totally keep talking about everything going on, but we forget to tell everybody, connect and plug in with us online, right? So what are some of our social media handles? Yes, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, at Grit and Grace. Texas, Twitter at Grit and Grace text T E X because they wouldn't give us the A and the S. Stingies. And um, <laughs> yeah, we're on Our City TV Sunlink Channel Twelve. <laughs> Check the website for our show dates, and you can reach us by email Grit and Grace Texas at gmail .com. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jen. So yeah, let's talk about events going on because with the season, the fall, you know, we're September 30th, tomorrow's October 1st. And of course, when I think of October, I think of Halloween. So yes. we talked about it last week that uh, there's going to be P6 Farms, the corn maze is yes. open. Now, Jen's challenged me to go out there with her. We have not um, settled on the date, and I have not fully committed because Jen, I think, would really enjoy the time to scare me. I'm not going to lie, right? I think... <laughs> Let's just put it out there. She's going to, this is be her opportunity. She's like, yes, let's go to the corn maze. Well, now that you mentioned it, I'll be thinking about it. Great. Oh, good. I'm glad I gave you so some prep time you, to think. Because I wasn't thinking about that, but I am now. Thanks. Okay. Well, You're welcome. We'll do it in the broad daylight with all of our children. That way nobody can. Loser. Uh, mm. Scary right. cat. Yes. Jensen's actually going on Friday. Oh, is he? The yeah, field trip. Mm -hmm. Oh. 
see. That's so exciting. Yeah, because that's the thing. They've got, of course, the corn maze is just one thing. They've got the pumpkin festival all throughout. Now, this is going on throughout the season, right, till November 12th. They yes. opened up last weekend. But there's going to be two corn mazes, farm animals, a candy cannon. Hello. That just screams my name. I love right? that. And I have to see that creation alone. Okay, so the Caltrain, again, must see this thing. And the city girl in me is like, what is a Caltrain? I cannot <laughs> wait to see it. And then a tractor hayride. I know that one. Tug of war and pumpkin picking. So it's just a great, great, uh, I mean, just event that's going on and yes. on and on every week. So we encourage everyone to go out 10 to 8 on Saturdays, noon to 5 on Sundays. And children free are from 12, or excuse me, age 2 and under are free. And it's totally you can go online get your tickets ahead of time it's very reasonable cheaper if you buy them online oh yeah 12.95 online or 15.95 there so look them up online p-6farms.com or p hyphen the number six farms.com so it's going to be just a great place to kind of go out with family or solo or if you want you can go with us and see exactly how we fare on that Um, but yeah through now through November 12th. What else is going on, Jen? Uh, the Texas Renaissance Festival begins today. Ooh. Yeah. My copy actually says next week, but. Okay, my bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, today. it runs from uh, September 30th and November 26th. Um, Call me out, girl. <laughs> they are going to have themed weekends. And how much fun would that be to dress up in a theme for the themed weekend and go out there? Anyway, attendees are invited to wear costumes when they attend, um, or you can dress according to whatever the theme is that weekend. No, and I love it too, but what I sets it apart for me, because of course I want to dress up, but they take it to a whole nother level. Anyone mm-hmm. that goes out there and they're regulars, I mean, they uh, invest in some serious costume action and I mean they take on the full persona and I love it because you know one of the things I love to say is milady in honor of milady shout Mm -hmm. out Jerry much love an original milady but they do it and it's just so great so anytime Mm -hmm. you're out there talking to them my family used to work out there for years really yeah which ones oh wait Scott for sure right no he actually never worked out there um my mom and her sisters all worked out there (gasps) yeah and um i had a cousin who played a fairy out there so there's costumes somewhere in someone's garage right probably not anymore oh boo i was about to say reuse recycle man bring those babies out yeah it's been a long time so i'm sure they didn't save them yeah, well, and it's so much fun, especially for, again, you know, if you're not a regular to go and it's kind of like drawing your own fantasy world, going into these places and seeing everything. I mean, it's a great extravaganza of events and it goes no, on oh, for extravaganza. I, I love that word too, don't I? Um, and you can't go to the Renaissance Festival without eating a turkey leg. I'm sorry. I just yeah, can't. No, it's, you're going to. Little, you're going to. Uh, you know, it's going to happen. I w- you, we can share one. I will tear off a little bite. No. Get a little fork. Mm-mm. I can't take the greasy. Yeah, you're going to. Okay. It's going to happen. All right. See, this- you're going to grab it with both hands and just rip it off like a dog. I will bring some gloves that day and we will talk about it. I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. But um, I'm like, mm, that's a little what too. Else what else is going on this week? Okay, I was about to say. Okay, now she's committed me to two things. I still have not found her place to commit her to. Okay, but Oktoberfest Houston, okay? I thought you said Vegas. <gasps> okay, done. <laughs> 
<laughs> you heard it on the air. It's committed. It's like a handshake. It's not a road trip, though. We're going to fly. Oh, yeah, because Vegas is <laughs> way too far. I'm sorry. It can't. Well, just getting outside of Texas is a feat in itself. But anyway, yes, October Houston, Oktoberfest Houston. <laughs> You're getting me off track, Mama. <laughs> It's tis the season, right? So it showcases the German and Texas cultures featuring a variety of the German and craft beer and, of course, the polka music. So local food trucks, they'll all be available. It's from 11 to 6 today. General admissions, 25. And, of course, they've got some VIP stuff for a high dollar, $100. But it's going to be in Houston. So you want to check them out. Oktoberfest Houston. OKT. October. October with a K. Thank you. Yeah, um, that's why we're good together because I mess up a lot. Oktoberfest Houston, guys, you want to go online and check them out. But remember, if you're going into Houston, check those roadways because there's still stuff going on, closures. Not as heavy as it has been in the last few weeks, but, you know, be smart. Try to check it out before you go so you don't get a headache on the way. Um, But, yeah, that's going on today, too. Yeah, awesome. Well, I'm really excited. I so wish I could go, but... It, it ain't gonna happen. What? Unfortunately, Maxbox Twenty, Matchbox Twenty. Oh, what? Hold on. I, yes, she I messed, just up. messed up. Hold on. <laughs> it's now recorded for all of history. Well, let me double check because my luck is it is not recorded. It is recorded. Matchbox Twenty and Counting Crows with uh, Rivers Unrest at the Cynthia Woods Mitchell Pavilion. That is gonna be fun, and you know yeah. I think tickets are still available. So, um, I. I love that one Counting Crow song. I got to look it up now. I'm like, man, hard to handle. Yeah. Hard to handle. Uh-huh. It sounds yeah, I can't go. My, um, my concert partner is leaving. So Who, me? Yeah. What? It's tonight. But yeah, we can't go. No, but you have too much to do. I do have too much to do. But you know what else is great going on tonight? Which what? I, okay, much love to Matchbox 20. I'm not going to lie. Counting Crows are good, but the Bellamy Brothers, man, they're, they're here. A, they're going to be at Dust and What? I'm so impressed when I saw that. I was like, oh my goodness. And I'm sure there's just a few tickets left too. It's 830. 8.30. We could catch that and then head over to the pavilion and catch Matchbox 20. <laughs> Technically we could. Maybe if Mo could fly us, we could make it all work. <laughs> Bam. Helicopter. It's We're recorded. There. It's recorded. There we go. Mo and Marla are already here joining us in the studio. Mo's like, whoa, okay. I don't know these ladies too well. They've already committed. No, that is so sweet. Um, Yes, in Dreamland, that would be possible, but you're right. We do have a lot going on this weekend. Yeah, so, some people have to do adult things. I know. The adult thing is really becoming an inconvenience this week for me. I'm not going to lie. It I'm really is. Lie. It really uh, is. Uh, but uh, that being said, rain check, because I would totally love an extravaganza where we have to have Mo fly us from location to location. <laughs> from event to event. Rain check, Mo? He's like, sure. <laughs> we can all commit to the rain check. <laughs> too funny. Well, we need to take a break. I know. I was about to say, we're having way too much fun. Okay, so we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and actually give you a little bit of top three. All right. Okay. So everybody stick around. We've got more of Grit and Grace with Jennifer and Meredith coming up. This year is the 20th anniversary of the Conroe Symphony. That's right, it started in 1997, and since then it has grown into an outstanding community orchestra, featuring not only an amazing group of musicians, but a fabulous conductor now in his 10th year. The Conroe Symphony presents five awesome concerts every year, with season tickets selling for only $60 per person on Saturday nights at Conroe High School. For more information, call 936 760 2144 
or go to conroesymphony.org. Relax with a cup of joe or your favorite drink for the Conroe Lake Conroe Chamber of Commerce Chamber Chat. The show airs on the first Tuesday of the month at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. Join hosts Courtney Galley and Brian Bondi as they chat about the Chamber's events and programs for the month and invite Chamber members into the studio to talk about their upcoming events and businesses. Learn about your Chamber with Chamber Chat every first Tuesday at 11 a.m. Let's get back to more Grit and Grace with Jennifer and Meredith on Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back to Grit and Grace with Jennifer and Meredith. (laughs) Welcome back. And, you know, of course, I had it all wrong. It actually is not hard to handle is not at all. No, counting crows. In fact, uh, hard to handle. That would be the black crows. So my bad. And as I try to like get them to play, of course, I'm like, can I get some love? No, I cannot. All right. Anyway, that being said, um, (laughs) counting crows is going to be with Matchbox Twenty. Yes, I was totally wrong because counting crows actually does. You know, Mr. Jones and me, or Mrs. Jones and me. That's one of their heavy hits, right? So, yeah, boo. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Jones. Uh, Is it Mr. Jones and me? Okay, okay, okay. I'm like trying to do it, but of course our system is not working with me today. Boo. Okay, anyway. We need a new engineer. No, we need a new system, Mama. This wasn't me today. It wasn't. I know. We do need a new engineer, though. Yeah, we do. Well, and you know, actually. Which we are working on. We have actually just started releasing our sponsorship package. That's right. We just released it. I think it's been just a little bit over a week now that yes. any of the you know businesses, organizations mm-hmm. can go out and um, really access that, see how they can sponsor, whether you want to be, yes. maybe you want to sponsor the top three. Maybe you want to sponsor you know the full show as the title sponsor. Maybe you want to sponsor Dreamland coming up next hour, which right. you know we love to have. Either way, you want to go on our website to check it out. It's on IRLoneStar.com or or you can reach out to us on grit and grace texas at gmail.com and we'll That's be right. happy to send that over again it's just one of the great things of being a part of lone star community radio you can support or we'll set up a meeting with you oh absolutely well and there's some great benefits you know for definitely sponsoring and of course you're going to be a part of the show and um, get an opportunity to right. you know be featured so it's a great thing to look into we yes. actually encourage everyone to check it out when they can that being said we've got to get to the top three mama yeah okay so we have Mo and Marla with General Chenault Flying Tiger Academy coming up. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, as I alluded to when we first, you know, started the hour, I am just fascinated with the flying industry, whether you're, you know, because I've met a couple pilots and it just blows my mind, everything that you're able to do. Because, of course, it's just a passenger. You mm-hmm. know, I'm like, how in the world did the Wright brothers come up with this creation? Right, How did right. this all, you know? And then sometimes on the smaller planes, I'm like, how in the world is this happening? <laughs> you know, right. it's like, how can you really learn and know all this and what kind of people really have that aptitude? Because not everybody can do it. I mean, it's kind of a, to me, not an adrenaline junkie, but you know, there's a certain people that can do it and some can't, you know, you're right. flying heavy, big, heavy machinery. So, I am so thrilled that they were able to join us. And as they, you know, and of course, they're going to be telling us more about the Flight Mm -hmm. Academy, those students that are looking to get involved and really just people wanting to know more about them, how to check them out. But as I started thinking about it, I was like, man, I and I do love to fly. And I thought, what would be some of our, you know, favorite fly stories, you know, from our travels going out and being on the plane. So I thought that could be the top three. 
Thank you. I wanted some backup there, Mama. Okay. So let's kick it off. Yeah. All right. So top three. I want you to give me your first one. Okay. Um, The first time I ever flew, I was 14. Oh, okay. And um, I was flying home from Kentucky. I was there for the summer with my cousins. And uh, so I was flying home to Houston by myself. I had never flown before and I was by myself. So essentially I was an unaccompanied minor. But I was not labeled as an unaccompanied minor. Anyway. You didn't get the, okay. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I didn't get the royal treatment. I was about to say, because <laughs> that's what I hear you get when you're like, you know, yeah. a child, child. Anyway, so. A child, child. Having yeah. never flown before, I did not realize that, I did not realize the way that the, you know, the airplane industry works. I did not realize that everybody on this plane is going to this same place and this, you know. I thought it was like, you know, riding a Greyhound bus or something and we'll make stops on the way and you get off if this is your stop. Hold up, like in midair, like you thought no, there was a port? No, I don't get it. Oh, no, okay. Like, oh, okay. I was just trying to see where no. your head was. Yeah. Okay. So um, anyway, I was very nervous on the plane waiting to take off and a younger, a younger girl, she was probably in her 20s, sat beside me and um, so I was nervous trying to make conversation and she pretty much made me feel really stupid so I just leaned over and I said are you going to Houston too and she said yes everybody on this plane is going to Houston <laughs> and I was like oh okay and um so my cousin that booked my flight she had gotten me a window seat so I could you know see and experience the whole thing and so then the second part of that is Again, not, I had never flown. I had never been to the airport. So I didn't know what it looked like out there at the airport. And my side of the plane, when we, when we landed in Houston, the side of the plane that I was on, all I could see was woods. Yeah. I couldn't see the airport or other airplanes <laughs> or anything like that. So then I started having a mini anxiety attack because I thought that we had landed somewhere else. I, I, and <laughs> In Georgia. Why Georgia? I don't know. But that's what went in my head is, oh my gosh, I think we're in Georgia. And what do I do? They didn't tell me I was going to have to change planes or anything like that. And then finally the captain comes on and says, you know, welcome to Houston, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, whew, thank God. You know, I just, I just want to see my mama. <laughs> that is so blooming cute. That is the cutest story ever. Oh. <laughs> Well, my ears I, didn't pop on descent, so I couldn't hear my mom for like two hours. She's yelling at me. and Oh, how cute. <laughs> I mean, not the yelling, but that is just so cute. That you're... <laughs> I look at you, and now you're like, looking back, you're like, okay, I feel a little foolish. <laughs> yeah, I may have judged that wrong. Well, no, that that's pretty cool. So that was your first time. That's pretty yes. good first time story, because you never know, right? And yeah, I will have the sensitive ear factor. So I always, I mean, growing up, that's what I had problems with when I would fly. So I, you know, I've I definitely I, I feel it coming sometimes as a grown up and that's just, you know, something you gotta get through, right? But Yeah, it doesn't really bother me now anymore. It was just coming in. It just yeah, you know, I don't know. That's so funny. Well, um, I have had the the chance to fly a lot, you know, and one of the fun times is uh, Southwest Airlines, which of course, you know, I know it's tight seating, right? But their uh, their crews are so fun, and one of 
my more memorable experiences, I'm telling you, this flight crew, they were so cute. They did the singing the entire time. Anytime they were, of course, not the pilot when he was speaking to everybody, but the crew, anytime they were doing anything, they had like an entire performance, in essence, wrapped around each delivery. And it was so cute. And I was a teenager, so I just gobbled it all up. And you know I'm a cheese lover. Yes. So I was, yeah. So All things cheese. I lo- yes, eat it say it sing it exactly yes um so that really is one of my more memorable experiences because it was just so much fun hearing the entire crew like seriously from the you know opening to the safety to anything you know fasten your seatbelts you know like right and and they obviously did it better than me but it was just really fun and cute (laughs) Uh, so that's something I loved and yeah so that's one of mine what is your next one um Early, well, I think it was actually in 2000, I flew to Orlando with my granny. Okay. And I love um, your twang, my granny. (laughs) (laughs) That was an experience in and of itself, being with my grandmother. But um, yeah, so we flew Delta. Okay. And um, so their hub is in Atlanta. So we had to fly from Houston to Atlanta, change planes, Atlanta to Orlando. And, um, you know, here I thought By I was, this time you knew everybody was going to Atlanta. Yes. Like... I knew everybody was going to Atlanta <laughs> and then I knew everybody got, was going to Orlando. I knew that now I was like in my early twenties. So thank you very much. Oh, I'm sorry. I just had to point out. Not so, everybody probably went to Atlanta. Yeah. Bay, but you know, I was dressed all cute and everything. And we're in these little strappy, um, you know, they weren't wedges, a platform, these little oh yeah, yeah, yeah. platform sandals. Well, they were like slick on the bottom. Okay. They had no grip anyway. So we get to Atlanta. So here I'm trying to basically, you know, drag my grandmother through the terminal. Good companionship. I'm so sure. we can get yeah. to our next flight. I didn't want to miss our flight. So in Atlanta, they have, um, you know, this, uh, little train tram thing that will take you from one terminal to another. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been on it. And um, it goes very fast. I mean, it, like, you know, it takes off very fast and it stops very fast. We get on and, of course, the bench at the back is, like, just a slick piece of metal. So <laughs> I had my granny sit there. You know, I'm, like, sit down right here, you know. And I'm holding on to the pole in front of her. So I'm trying to hold her on the seat and hold myself up. Well, I did not realize how fast this thing was going to take off. So Harris, I'm wearing these slick platform sandals and my feet start sliding (laughs) i'm holding onto this pole in a skirt my granny's on this slick metal bench and (laughs) so i'm trying to hold her on the bench and not (laughs) wow and then just as quickly as we took off we stopped and then i'm like pushing her back and yeah okay it was an adventure that was an adventure i think yes and lesson learned you were asking for it with the formula of a skirt and some slick shoes yeah you got it that was only that was my second time to fly so okay so now you know now i know you've got to be prepared you got to have the grippy shoes and you try to make sure you got i'm like forget looking cute on the plane oh well mm -hmm. i'm going for comfort there's got to be a balance you know i don't i'm not a you know well, the last time I flew, I think I wore jeans, but 
Sure. Well, and you know, it depends where you're going and but, all that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, tennis but, shoes. Yeah, something so, yeah. where if you fall or bend down, you're not right breaking the right. magic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I think yeah, that was that's pretty wild. Of course, the lead up, I was like, oh lord, she's gonna tell me her mom, her grandmother flew off the bench and all kinds I, of stuff. I thought she was going to because there was really nothing for her to hold on to except my hand. <laughs> And I'm trying to hold myself up from sliding on little platform sandals. And the only thing better than the story is the gestures that Jennifer's giving. <laughs> this is the day that I wish we had some <laughs> some video. Unfortunately, our video is not working. But she's she's hilarious. <laughs> well, um, and no, that that is quite a story. So yeah, uh, again, guys, if you're tuned in, grit and grace with Jennifer and Meredith. We're giving our top three of the week in honor of our guest, General Chanel, uh Flying Tiger Academy. We've got Mo and Marla with their team here today and really made us start thinking about some of the great stories, more memorable ones from our flying experiences. And I'm sure they've got just a few as well. Uh, so I, I love that one, Jen. I'm not going to lie. And I know my first one was kind of short and sweet, but it was so memorable. You yes. know, the crew being so, you know, um, entertaining, you know, and safe. Of course. But this next one is goes back to kind of a first time travel. So okay. a couple of years ago, we went to Disney World mm-hmm. and it was my son's first time. I, and I, you know, planned it out. And, you know, I love travel planning and all that yes. jazz. So it was so much fun to get it all together. I remember. Oh, remember? Yes. Yeah. Because I was trying to keep it a secret. Yes. And then I let it out the bag accidentally because I was like, well, what are you going to wear on the plane? And then I was like, oh, you yeah. know, I totally let it out. But it was his first time flying. Uh-huh. And it was just so fun being there and watching, you know, at that time, 10-year-old in his first experience, especially because my son is one of those, you know, very uh, vocal and knows, you know, knows a lot and likes to know a lot. So it was great to watch something and him not know what's coming and for me to be like, ha, 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 he doesn't know what's going to happen. Right. And it was just great, you know. So um, we had a great time when we were loading the plane and he was just excited, wanted to get him on the... Boarding? Oh, yes. Thank you. Boarding the plane. Then he (laughs) said... Sat by the window. <laughs> he got all the like, and I wanted him to have the whole experience. Yes. So you know, making sure he got his little peanuts and you know this drink and everything. And it was just so cute. The only snafu was on the way back because, of course, after flying there, you yeah. know, he felt like he knew everything, right? So on the way back. We're in the Orlando airport, and their TSA is a little bit more serious, I guess, than the Intercontinental heading out. Not that we're not serious, but I guess when you're leaving, they're like, hey, you know, I don't know. However, Maybe it's just because it was his first time and he was quiet. But on the way back, he, you know, they had the the dogs and everything mm-hmm. out there sniffing and everybody. Um, so my son was like, well, why do they do that? You know, and there's all these signs talking about, you know, no weapons, no blah, blah, blah. And I don't know what came to mind, but he's like, well, I mean, do they think we have a bomb or something? And I looked at him. I was like, don't even say the word. I was like, what the, <laughs> what are you doing? I'm like, don't even, you could think it, but you don't say these words. You, extra security check. I know, I'm like, we're going to get pulled over. (laughs) We're going to get totally detained for hours because my son can't keep his mouth, you know, quiet. Right, And then, of course, because he knows, I gave him the scary eyes, like, you know, he he starts testing the envelope. He's like, why can't I say bomb? I'm like, oh my gosh, we are going to be stopped. We're not going to get home. Yeah. That's it. Now we're going to be considered, we're going to be labeled and everybody's going to have to get frisk and everything and everything. I mean, it was just crazy so it was hilarious until my son almost totally yeah derailed us from being able to get home I don't know what it was but I was like one day I'm gonna get you back man I'm just gonna be in the line at TSA and be like bomb point at Jack and then be like (laughs) 
walk to the side. <laughs> see how see how you take it now. <laughs> you know, and then of course we'll be arrested. I'm sure just at the thought of it. I but, love it whenever they say, "Did any put it, did anybody put anything in your bag without your knowledge?" I know because you always have to stop and you're like you have to make sure you understood and that you answer because sometimes the way that they ask it you're like no yes you know like for me I the way that they would ask it originally was like do are you aware of anybody doing anything to your bag and I'd be like no I don't know it's just me I I don't well if it was without my knowledge how am I gonna know yeah that's where it gets a little dicey. But of course, you know, you just want to on the up and up. And of course, I travel tomorrow. So that's going to be, right. you know, <laughs> right in the front of my mind. I'm going to be like, whatever you want, whatever yes. you say, here you go. Look, spread eagle, walk everywhere, spread eagle, look, yeah. whatever you want. <laughs> just let me in the plane. I'm just trying to get there. I got work to do. You know, like uh, a safety first. I'm a good girl. You know, check me. Um, that being said, it's just hilarious whenever I had that experience with Jack. It was so cute. So um, I look forward to maybe another or if, you know, it would be funny is if we have to do like a connecting flight because then he'll be, you know, yes. another mystery minute. You know yes. how it is because you know how when you have kids that think they know everything, but mm-hmm. then there's moments where they're like clueless and there's like, what do we do? What do we do? Yes. Those are the ones I enjoy because they're few and far between. Okay. Sorry. Anyway. No, that's okay. Last of the top three. Okay. Uh, short and sweet, not a big elaborate story this time. I flew to Denver. Um, it was chilly-ish here. Oh. It was not really cold here. Okay. I, I went in November 1st. Okay. So. Okay. A little bit nicer um, than today. Yeah. I knew it was probably going to be cool in Denver. And, um, so I just wore a sweater and a scarf. And I mean, I was taking a coat with me, but I had it packed in my bag because I'm like, well, I'm wearing a sweater. It's fine. You know, I'll be fine. And yeah. And then I walked out of the airport uh, to wait for my ride to get there. And it was not cool there. It was freaking cold. (laughs) (laughs) I'm about to say, I'm like, I don't have a cuss button. Mama, don't do it. It was so cold. Oh. And it was like when you walk out, if you're kind of in an underground uh, parking garage. Yep. Like a legit underground <laughs> parking garage. And so, you know, the wind was just whipping through there. Were you wearing a skirt? I was not. I was wearing blue jeans. Lesson learned. Good, good. Yes. Uh, yeah. So as the cars are driving through, you know, when it's really pulling that wind. So I'm standing there waiting for my ride to get there. Yeah, it was so cold. Oh man, but I, I would have loved that moment. As it, uh, I wore my coat back home, and I was sweating when I got off the plane. I so, was about to say, yeah. yeah, just the idea of you know, we're, we're what is, what's the word? Good night. I'm losing it, Mo. When you go down, well, not when you go down. When you're descending, 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 descending. Good night. And uh, I said that word earlier. Yeah, you, oh, my bad. Mm-hmm. We're descending into Houston or Texas. I'd be like, oh, here comes the sweat pellets right now. Because um, it's so blooming hot here. But I would love those moments. And I've had it where I've had to, when I fly from Houston to New York and I walked out and I forgot about the whole, yeah, yeah. weather change. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'd freeze. Take it. I'm like, man, let me just have it. This will be good for a minute, you know, kind of get you ready. Um, well, that first moment when I walked out the, you know, doors. I was like, 
oh, it feels really nice here. You know, I'm like Texas. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, uh, I've got to get to my last one because I know we're running a little behind. We want Mo and Marla to come up. We're talking about our top three great uh, or more memorable plane experiences because we've got Mo and Marla with the General Chenault Flying Tiger Academy joining us here in a few minutes. And, you know, we've been sharing about some fun ones. This next one is probably one of my more memorable, and I love it so much because, you know, I got a chance to travel abroad, um, and I was – you know staying in France over the summer doing a study abroad program and when I came back and this was a few years ago when I was in college <laughs> a few years um <laughs> That being said, coming back, right? So being in um, Europe for a couple, you know, maybe um, almost a couple months, it makes you realize how the luxuries we have here in America, you know, like AC and, you know, sanitary areas and all that. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. And so flying back, I was so excited. And on the way there, we took Air France and it wasn't as, you know, nice as coming back in the continental. We had this nice, ooh, it was beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. So then I ended up getting this spot that was like right behind first class. And I was like, oh, and had the screens now this was back in the day it was like 2000 okay so mm-hmm. um having the monitors right there on the screen in front of you on the chair on the back was just really cool and I guess it wasn't on the back of the chair it was whatever in front of me because yeah. it was right behind first class but it was so awesome and so then um the movie starts and I'm watching this movie and I was like oh my goodness this is the movie my mom's an extra in Return to me. My mother is an extra in the movie. Aww. And I am totally like, oh, this is awesome. So I asked the lady, I was like, can I have some nuts? You know, can I have some peanuts and stuff? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally good. I was like, oh. So then this is like a twofer. This is why this was so memorable. So, okay, yes, I'm watching a movie and I can see my mom's as an extra. I'll get to that in a minute. Then the young lady, the flight attendant comes and brings me the peanuts. But guess what? I don't know if it's easy access or what, but I get like the first, first class style peanuts in like a warm little bowl and they're warm and wow. I was like what and for a foodie like me I was like this is heaven yeah I was like oh my goodness and then I look and I'm like that's my mom I could see her on the TV. So then I started telling the stranger next to me, I'm like, that's my mom. She's like, how can you tell? I'm like, I know my mom's hair. That's my mom. (laughs) What they did is my mom is just so beautiful and really captivating that they had to put a jewelry box in front of her face during this one scene in the restaurant. So my mom's in that scene. I see her. You just can't tell, but I know my mom's hair. And I know my mom's gestures. Oh, I have the DVD. That's the thing. It's a good movie too. my granny and I actually watched it in Orlando. Oh, well, see, my mom's We in went there. to the theater and watched it. Yeah, when she lived in Chicago for a while, she did some extra work. And I even, there's a Polaroid around somewhere of my mom, like, dressed up as a cop with, like, a mean grit look on her face. Man, those are the best, one of the best photos ever, ever. I'm like, this is so hilarious. I love That's it. Funny. So, um, yes. So that was my, definitely my favorite uh, flying, I mean, just plane experience in general. Yes. And of course, you know, talking to strangers, telling them, hey, that's my mama's, that's my mama's hair. Right. And it was just so much fun. So anyway, that's my top three. Whoops. I know. Short and sweet, right? <laughs> I know. Like, we took forever on that, but yeah. we couldn't help it. We love, of course, being able to travel, and that's what is going to also be exciting. I'm sure we're going to learn about a lot of the travels of Mo and Marla coming up. Again, we've got General Chenault Flying Tiger Academy right here in Conroe. Okay, they're joining us next, so we want you to stay tuned because we're going to learn a lot about not only what they have going on, but I'm sure they've got some stories to share and maybe correcting us on a few of ours, right? Stay tuned. We've got more of Grit and Grace with Jennifer and Meredith coming up next.
Attention, movie lovers. The Ticket Stub is a new radio show servicing Montgomery County that, that is meant for you. The Ticket Stub is available live every Thursday at noon on FM 104.5 and 106.1, as well as anytime on IRLoneStar.com. Connor and Dick will let you know what's coming out in the theater, what is worth streaming, and what's going on in the world of film. The Ticket Stub, your home for movie talk. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is a nonprofit organization serving Montgomery County and surrounding areas dedicated to the health and well-being of the boxer breed. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is run and managed 100% by volunteers since 1999. Our main objective is to rescue, rehabilitate, and rehome boxers that come to us from any sources, including local animal shelters, owner surrenders, and strays. For more information about Lone Star Boxer Rescue, visit our website at lsbr.org. Two friends hyped up on caffeine and sugar. It's Grit and Grace with Jennifer and Meredith. Yes, welcome back, everybody. Grit and Grace with Jennifer and Meredith. We are so thrilled to, of course, have our guests here in the studio. Um, if you were just tuning in, of course, you know we're on from 8 to 10 every weekend here on Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1. And we are um, actually... <clears throat> We have a chance and opportunity being a part of this show to actually have some of the great organizations and businesses in the area join us every week and really spotlight a lot of the efforts that they have going on. And if you, you know, are just tuning in, we did our top three wrapped around them. And it's actually about our plane experiences. And it's because we have fantastic opportunity to read. Mo and Marla, they're here with actually the General Chenault Flying Tiger Academy right here in Conroe, and I am just so thrilled they're able to join us. Good morning, Mo and Marla. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, so glad you're here with us. Thank you so much, Mo. Um, now, I know we were just kind of ruffling you around, but <laughs> I'm sure you're used to that, right, sir? Sure. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm like, well, and of course, uh, we've learned a little bit about them, but we want our listeners to know more. So real quick, if you'll fill us in, Mo, about really how this Flying Academy started and maybe tell us a little bit about your history, because I imagine sure. you've got some great, great history as well. Yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I'm a native of New Orleans, Louisiana. Oh. Uh, my dad was, uh, he worked for Show Oil Company with it in Katy for a little while. So I'm familiar with the area. Uh, I went to Louisiana State University on an Air Force ROTC scholarship and then uh, served in the Air Force as a pilot for 24 years. Wow. And I flew the A-10, which if anybody knows what that is, it's called the Warthog or the Tank Killer. Oh, wow. Seats, uh, and I had a great, great career. Fantastic career. I want to thank all the taxpayers out there for letting me do that. I was about to say thank you for your service, well, thank man. You. Thank that's you for paying for it. No, it's amazing. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So how did how did this academy idea come about? Uh, I uh, had some really good friends. My last uh, location was Monroe, Louisiana, and uh, that's the home of General Chenault. A lot of people may not know who that is, but General Chenault founded the Flying Tigers of World War II. Okay. Okay. Which uh, helped the uh, Chinese defeat the Japanese uh, in the Burma. Uh, uh, Chinese area. Uh, and so, uh, I was actually a member of the active duty air force unit, the 23rd fighter wing, which is the legacy unit of the flying tigers. So I have a connection to that. I met a man named Aaron Wong, who is a Chinese born Chinese citizen, but came to the U S he's an amazing American story. Amazing American story. He walked off a Chinese merchant marine ship at the age of 19 here in Houston mm -hmm. with $40 in his pocket. 
and did not speak English. And he became a very successful restaurateur. And he wants to try and give back uh, in any way that he can. He's a big fan and a member of the Chenault Foundation. And he and I got together. And with my background, my flying experience, I've been uh, retired since 2004. And I've been engaged in many flight schools and in training students to fly, trying to give something back as well. But he decided that he wanted to open up uh, a flight school that uh, brought the legacy of Chenault <laughs> to the aviation community and also allowed students to get trained as pilots uh, in a manner that uh, most people uh, would not consider available. You said something a minute ago that is really key, and that is you said that I'm just a regular person. I could never learn to fly. That is absolutely wrong. Really? That is absolutely wrong. There's an old saying in military flight training, that if you have enough bananas, you can teach a monkey to fly. Okay. And that is the truth. It's all a matter of resources and time. See, and that's just, and, and see, I'm, that's new to me just because I felt like, you know, it's one of those things if you don't have the sea legs, if you can't stomach it kind of thing, but you're saying you can overcome that, right? Absolutely. You can overcome it. Absolutely. Uh. I've seen it done. I've seen it done. Most people, the biggest barrier to flight training for most people is not ability. It's time and money. Sure. So what we're trying to do is overcome both of those. Uh, we're working with Lone Star College and we have an arrangement with them where they have a career pilot program. And you can get Sally Mae funding for your flight training through them. And we're also working with the Conroe Independent School District. We just had them into our facilities last week. And we're going to start working with seniors in high school who want degrees or careers in aviation to come out and uh, do some apprentice work with us and get some flight time. Wow. That is amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I've just learned of the, of course, the organization, the, the, uh, the Tiger Academy right mm -hmm. here in Conroe. But, and you're relatively new to the area. And it just is amazing that you've already strengthened and, you know, really solidified a lot of these partnerships. You know, Lone Star College already, you know, in partnership with mm -hmm. them to really support this. And now Conroe ISD, I mean, mm -hmm. and frankly, as you know in my generation looking towards the future um, generations of those students coming in it's like we want to certainly you know help and really foster a lot of that foundation if you will kind of um, initiatives and industries just because those are in essence something that a lot of the kids aren't necessarily looking to they're maybe going more technology right well what, what, what we found is that uh, most people have the same opinion you have that I couldn't possibly be a an airline pilot because it takes some sort of superhuman ability. But I will tell you this, that some of the best fighter pilots I ever flew with had degrees in music and wow. English. I mean, it, it, there's really very little correlation between your academic prowess and your ability to fly an airplane. Very little. Uh, the success to being a, an airline, a commercial airline captain and being a very good one is maturity, integrity, character, and believe it or not, humility. Uh, the, I tell all my students, the four things you need to get through flight training with us at our academy are humility, energy, focus, and enthusiasm. And our flight school in 26 weeks can take you from no flight time to a commercial multi-engine instrument rating in 26 weeks. So, I mean, if you've got six months or 26 weeks to give of your life to start a career in aviation, we can help you get there. Wow. That that's just amazing. blows my mind. And that, and I mean, you're encouraging, and that's not just, I'm saying you're not just encouraging students that are like perhaps 18 or those, you know, starting out, but you're saying anyone of any age that wants to do this, correct? I've got a, I've got an eight-year-old son who's already logged 70 hours. No way. Yes, ma'am. 
that okay jack i don't know if i would authorize it yet so don't jump on the bandwagon i know my son's like oh i'm there i'm there right but no that's fantastic just because and i know i because it's foreign to me so that's one of the great things about having you and marla on to really kind of educate all of us because yeah there's a little fear factor in it so you just got to get over it why right yeah and you'll find you'll find that when you're in control i mean if either one of you or both of you want to come out take a ride with us be glad to do it we're doing incentive rides for people on a regular basis uh we'll we'll treat y'all separately you just come out anytime <laughs> we'll take uh, but we're doing incentive rides for people on a regular basis our first uh, weekend of incentive rides will be uh this coming saturday mm-hmm. uh i believe that's the seventh i'm not sure yeah. but, yes yeah. sir yes sir yeah and you can talk to marla about that she'll give you some contact information uh or you can go to our website uh Chanel, uh fta C-H-E-N-N-A-U-L-T-F-T-A.com. Yes, and we'll have it on our li- online, too, because Chenault is a unique name, but it is just a, the go-to. And you can actually look it up, uh, Chenault uh, Flying Tiger Academy, Conroe. Google's already got it up. So people are looking for you already, which is awesome. Yeah, and we're looking we're looking forward to giving people uh, incentive rides. Aaron Wang and I, Wong and I, our, our primary objective here is to really bring aviation into uh, a different uh, a different arena of the american society most people like like i said just don't think it's available to them that they just can't do it and again time and money are two factors the other one is this mystique that has somehow been perpetuated probably by pilots that you have to be something really special to fly an airplane no and i, I agree i mean that's something in the sense that that's my stereotype that's how i label it i'm just mm-hmm. blown away by um and i really think you know you have to have a certain aptitude and talent you know and really you know wants to be able to achieve something and be able to get beyond i'm sure mm-hmm. you know you're not you want someone that's motivated you have those character qualities and all those attributes mm-hmm. so really you know it's something you would have the passion and dedication for but it sounds like you know it's not something that is unattainable you know even by an newbie like myself um or anyone that would be you know in essence have that fear until you get out there and realize it's totally possible it's absolutely absolutely attainable i've, I've trained several doctors dentists and lawyers right who, who decide they want to become pilots after they become very successful in their careers sure and every one of them told me if i'd have known i could have been a pilot i would have done that instead of being a lawyer wow if i'd have thought i could have been a pilot I would have done that instead of being a doctor wow so it's amazing they have this obviously those folks at some point believed they could be a doctor but they never believed they could be a pilot and i don't know why that is (laughs) because um i mean i made my mind up to be a pilot when i was seven so i never thought it was impossible and why somebody would think being a doctor is something they could attain easier than being a pilot is just beyond me i don't i don't understand it oh i'm sorry marla (laughs) go ahead well and that's where i'm sorry we're having so many problems go ahead I said, and you're in school a lot longer. Well, and that's, right. and that's, I was thinking that too with the doctors. I'm like, hold on, if you're going to be a doctor, that's, that's a good 15 years, you know, committing mm-hmm. between everything that you're going through all the stages. But then um, you're right. I mean, it's amazing. And it's, it just speaks, of course, uh, when you have that mindset of being able, anything's possible. And you, you know, it sounds like when you really open your mind to that, that's why your son at eight has that opportunity to really feel that way. And so it's, yeah, it makes me think, you know, I need to not be close-minded at some of that fear factor, you know? And some of that, some of that is uh, the fault of the aviation industry, because if you look at where they advertise, sure, most, most flight schools advertise in flying magazines or on flying websites. So in order for them to be, in order for you or anyone to be exposed to the, to the possibilities, opportunity, you have to have the belief you can do it from the start. It's a, it's a passive kind of marketing 
uh, technique. No, And absolutely. we're taking a very active marketing technique now and trying to draw people into the community that, that you know, like you thought, they just couldn't do it. And you can do it. And we're going to make people believe that because it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not an untruth. It's the truth. You get in the airplane with me or one of our instructors for 20 minutes and you'll land and go, I can do this. That is just, it just is so cool. That makes me like a cool factor that I hadn't even thought of. And you're right. It's, it's something that, you know, as I think about it, cause you know, I'm a marketer by day. So you're right. It's something that we, we do have a mystique about it because we feel like, you know, it's not, it's not as there's not enough awareness campaign about, you know, anyone could do it. You can get out here and try it. And I just applaud y'all because it's amazing. And of course, city of Conroe is the largest booming city in the U S and I'm sure that not, wasn't necessarily necessarily the reason why you did it but it's got to be one of the big reasons to know it's like a plus you're like oh well we can do this and we've got the means right so right. where is your uh tiger academy or excuse me where's we're, yeah we're on the uh conroe northeastern regional airport it used to be called lone star yeah. and uh, our, our operating facility is 10013 military drive uh 77303 um and like i said you go to the website find that as well but i will like i would like to shout out to conroe something real quick Oh, please. Yeah. Mr. Wong and I, we spent six months looking at locations from Phoenix to Florida. Really? And we ended up here. So Conroe should be very proud of that fact. And it has been an absolute big plus for us to come to Conroe. People have been very receptive. Lone Star College has been very cooperative. Conroe ISD has come in and wants to be part of it. And things like this, this is my third flight school to build. And I will tell you, things are happening here at a rate that is maybe one-fifth of what I've experienced at other locations. This community is ready for this, and they're very supportive, and they're moving quickly to make it happen. Well, and I am so happy and thrilled to hear that. I'm not surprised because this is an amazing community, but I'm so thrilled that, you know, uh, as a, as you go out and vet other locations, you know, it just speaks, again, to the beauty of our community that, you know, you said it yourself right there, Mo, that you chose this out of other um, and major, you know, metropolitan cities, and that just is amazing. So thank you all so much for, thank of you. course, selecting us. And you're right. I think that this will be... a course such a blessing it's going to be a win-win you know of course um being able to successfully um you know have your flight school but also being able to really empower the next generation of potential pilots right here in our area and that doesn't necessarily mean generation meaning you know they have to be young you know teenagers or early adults young adults but I mean, of any age, especially because being right here in our backyard, it's just, yeah, opens our eyes to the possibilities. So it's pretty cool having it right here in our backyard. Let me, let me just throw one more thing out there uh, that, that the community needs to be aware of. There is a looming and emerging pilot shortage in the world mm. that is going to dramatically affect air travel over the next 10 years if we don't start producing more pilots. Yeah. So now is the time. I tell anyone between the age of 18 and 35, if you want a career and you want to progress quickly, and you want to start making six figures very shortly and work 14 days a month, aviation is the way to go right now. The timing is right now or between now and the next two to three years to get in because the shortage is huge. 77,000 pilots are needed uh, in the U.S. over the next 10 years. Wow. 
Well, and that those numbers are just blind or uh, uh, mind blowing, blind mowing, yeah. <laughs> Mo- blah, blah. because no, it totally take me off guard because I'm thinking, wow, I mean, all those numbers that you just threw out, and we'll have you repeat it again mm-hmm. before because I know and we're having an extended interview with Mo and Marla today because they have so much to share and it's such a cool factor. Um, just because you know, I love learning new stuff, and I know just like our listeners, they do too. So I want you to stick around, but you've got to repeat those numbers for us in a little bit, mm-hmm. Mo, because really talking about the shortage talking about all the benefits and i mean mo was just throwing out some numbers but i don't think everybody understood exactly all of them guys so i want y'all to stick around we're going to come back to that okay we're going to take a quick break we've got our top of the hour coming up and then when we come back after the nine o'clock i want us to revisit those numbers because i don't think everyone realizes how beneficial it is if you want to pursue it don't let fear get in the way and then also the demand and i mean it's a win-win right so it's something that we all want to um, be a part of and certainly inspire a lot of our generation whether it be your children someone in the community or someone who may be just wanting to look for their next chapter career all right so everybody stick around i certainly we've got so much coming up so y'all stay tuned it's more of grit and grace with jennifer and meredith coming up you're listening to lone star community radio on 104.5 kccw lp conroe and 106.1 kzcc lp conroe and worldwide at irlonestar.com Hey, Montgomery County, it's me, C.C. Holmes, and I would personally like to take this time to invite you, that's right, you, to join me every Saturday and Sunday from 3 until 7 p.m., where I will bring you the very best, the very best of smooth jazz, classic jazz, and indeed, yes, the soulful sounds of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. So come along and get jazzy with me. That's right, jazzy. (laughs) Right here, of course, on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongstar.com. Health Center Southeast Texas is a federally qualified health center. We accept Medicare, Medicaid, and most major private insurances. For our self-pay patients, we have a sliding scale discount program available. Our health centers have qualified providers and staff striving every day to provide the best quality of care to our patients. Services offered are family medicine, behavioral health services, telepsychiatry, and pediatrics. We have four area locations. Look at the Health Center Southeast Texas online at hcset.com. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW and 106.1 KZCC Conroe, and worldwide on the IRLoneStar.com. 
Kicking off your Saturday mornings off right, it's Grit and Grace with Jennifer and Meredith on Lone Star Community Radio, IRLoneStar.com, and Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1. Now on from 8 to 10 a.m., it's Grit and Grace with Jennifer and Meredith. Oh, that gets me every time. Every time. I know, but this time I was ready for it. I gave her the eyes. I was like, hey. And she was like, oh. And I'm like, Mr. Terry's coming back. We're not done. (laughs) Yeah, that love, Mr. Terry. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Yeah, 9 o'clock, and we're still here. We're here till 10 o'clock, actually, guys. If you're just finding out, we're now from 8 to 10 every Saturday morning. We started out from 8 to 9, but things got so good, we had more to share about. And today is definitely the case because we have Mo and Mark. They're joining us from the General Chenault Flying Tiger Academy right here in Conroe. It's one of the newer organizations or newer businesses right here. And we were talking about everything going on right before break. Mo, you were you were throwing out some great, great numbers. And I was like, hold on before. Let's let's really slow down and remind everybody of that, because I think it totally blew me away by hearing everything right Right. so thank y'all again for joining us Mo and Marla so glad y'all are kind of staying for an extended interview because we want to know more and this is such a fascinating industry to me and I know it is to our listeners too so Mo before we went to break you were talking about what is really the the pilot shortage that's coming up right so if you'll just kind of repeat or reiterate a lot of those elements for us sure I mean some of the numbers uh, I've given the brief several times and some of the numbers that come off the top of my head uh CEO Boeing is predicting a half million pilot shortage uh, over the next 25 years. Half million. So you, to put that in perspective, uh, China, one of the biggest countries in the world, can only produce about 1,200 pilots a year. Hmm. Uh, the, the shortage is caused by many factors. Uh, one of them is mandatory retirement for airline pilots is 65. Sure. Uh, the other one is, is that the growth of aviation worldwide is, is tremendous, uh, especially in Asia and China. It's, just, it's going through the roof. Right. Um, and then secondly, the Federal Aviation Administration here in North America, uh, there were some accidents that occurred in the early 2000s. And as a result, they made the requirements for sitting in the right seat of an airliner, second in command pilot. They made their hourly requirements much higher, which means it takes longer for a pilot to get to that position. And all these things are sort of coming together to create a really high demand for pilots over the next 10 to 15 years. And that is, I mean, just in itself, knowing that there's going to be demand, you know, much like, you know, when we are looking to all of us, you know, we have to pay our bills, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you're thinking about being able to do something you enjoy, but pay your bills, knowing that the demand's out there for the industry for a long period of time, for the duration of your career, right. I mean, that's ideal, right? right. So we're, mm-hmm. we we're talking adulting right now, guys. So that being said all of those factors but then why don't you talk about some of the benefits because you were saying 14 days a week i mean when you think about it and of course there's reasoning behind it it's not just you know hey autopilot you know forgive the pun there Mm -hmm. but in essence there's rules reasoning behind it so that way they are always on you know on point and rested for their their shifts per se but what are some of the benefits of being a pilot that you know numbers wise that you were given out well i mean aside from the fact it's a great job i mean you know you're up in the air every day and uh, that's something i love to do and if you have a passion for it that's where you want to be of the time uh but other things are there are really good benefits uh you're a highly what you are is you're a highly paid technician is Mm. what you are uh your people skills are good but they're not necessary to do the job so uh you get to do your work as a pilot uh especially since 9 11. i don't know if y'all remember since i don't know i'm old enough to remember you ladies don't look that old but uh, we are (laughs) 
but, very, very but the, thank you very much. But, yeah. but, the, but we are old but the, enough. But if you remember when I flew uh, or before nine eleven, the crew might come out to the to the cabin, you know, and they would they would walk around talk to the you know the the customers and. They don't. They can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. So you basically you go in your cockpit, they lock the door, and you're done. So and then if you're flying cargo, you know what people skills do you need. So it's really a highly technical skill. Now for some people that's a positive because all they have to do is execute their skill, mm-hmm. and you get paid really really well. Secondly, as you mentioned, uh, there's limits on how long you can work. Mm-hmm. Uh, every airline through an organization called ALPA, Airline Pilot Association, they come to contract agreements that determine how long you can work. Plus the FAA has maximums in the U.S. on how long you can work. That generally equals out to about 14 work days a month. The average pay globally now for an airline captain, average, is $206,000 a year, working 14 days a month. Wow. Now. And traveling the world. And traveling the world. Now, and it's not you know? something you can just flip a switch and say, hey, I'm a pilot today. I mean, you have to work and be committed, and certainly that passion, it's a given, right, because of it. But And that that's a great point because you, you come to our school. Now, we, we do two forms of training. We do the academy training which is full-time five days a week that's all you do you do academics and you fly that's all you do for 26 weeks but we also do part-time training and many people choose the part-time training because they have to work and mm-hmm. so they train after work and on the weekends and we can do both mm-hmm. um, but the bottom line is that when you get done with either course when you get your commercial multi-engine instrument rating uh, and with us, you can get both helicopter and airplane in the same Yeah, time. I was going to say, we're going to get to that because I yeah, want to learn will. more about yeah. all of those elements. But when you get done with all that training, you have those licenses. The requirement now is hours. You have to build flight hours, okay? Best way to do that is, is as an instructor. So what we're planning to do is our top graduates, we're going to turn around, pay for them to get trained as an instructor, and then employ them. And usually it takes about three to four years of doing that before you have the minimum hours to get into the airlines. Mm-hmm. But when you think about it, let's say a kid out of high school started training and they spent six months with us, went through the full-time course. Then they did three and a half to four years with us. Okay. So now they're 23 mm-hmm. and they can go to the airlines and you have to be 23 to get your airline transport pilot license anyway. So they're right there on the cusp of something really great. And by the time they're 30, they'll be making the same money as a doctor uh, working 14 days a week. I mean, 14 days a month, which when you compare what a doctor's hours are, that's a pretty good deal. Right. So and they can a, go up to 65, right? Cause you were saying, right. Yeah. You can go mean, up to 65 and think about this too. This is the other thing. Y'all love this. One of the other benefits is family and friends get to fly free. Oh, that's number one. <laughs> so I've got a really good friend of mine who's married to a Delta airline captain and they, you know, she goes everywhere he goes. Oh, man. He just jumps on the plane. And, you know, Jensen, as, if you're listening, <laughs> mommy <laughs> wants you to be a pilot. I know. And I'm, I'm like, Jack, <laughs> no. yeah. the green light has begun, Jack. Yeah. Go ahead. Yes. Let's well, make Dreamland a possibility. <laughs> yes. Well, and that's the thing, too, because, um, yes, you know, I think uh, once you're able to travel, whether it be uh, across here in the U.S., uh, particularly abroad, you really get to open your eyes to a lot of things in the world that really, you know, the term worldly really opens your mind up to yep. things outside of you know because we're, we're a monocultural society right but it's really
really uh, mind-blowing to think of how the world works when you really actually try to get out there. And that's one of the, you know, the key benefits. But I love that, you know, the demands there. And, you know, certainly if you, as as you should, do the right thing, stay on top of your game, the security's there. You know, it's yeah. something that will be great. And if is it correct that even at 65, even though you have to stop commercially, could you do still private flying? You can fly for as long as you pass the physical. Okay. You have okay. to take a physical. Once you get over 40, you have to take a physical every year. Sure. And the FAA has just come out with a new uh, opportunity, which I think is great. Although a lot, a lot of people have taken advantage of it yet, but just to fly privately, you can do what they call self-assess. In other words, once you get your initial, what we term a class three physical, which is the lowest level of physical you need to get, it's almost like getting a physical for your driver's license. Mm -hmm. Once you get that, you can then do what they call self-assess and you just turn in a report to the FAA every year, maybe a physical you get from a local doctor. And then as long as you have a current driver's license, uh, you can keep flying privately. Wow. So there, the opportunity to fly and then, and then there's another option that if you become an instructor, you don't even have to pass a physical to give flight instruction because the guy sitting in the seat next to you, if he's passed his solo, he's already able to fly the airplane. So you can just teach him how to fly. It is. It sounds like a career that keeps on giving back, you know, and something that is really well. And it, you know, you're opening my eyes. I'm not as getting so scared and giving <laughs> the opportunity to my boy, um, because really, that's really as a mother. I think a lot of our mm -hmm. listeners, if any of the the mothers out there, you know, right. you want them to enjoy life, but man, you want them to be safe. You know, you kind of want to put them in the bubble, and that's where you're like, oh, the idea of flying. But you know, you really make it, like I said, something that anyone can do and especially given your track record because listeners if you're just tuning in Mo um, he was saying again if you'll remind our listeners you said 24 years in the Air Force correct and I, you can I mean you can just tell by speaking to him for just a few moments this is not only you know certainly an experienced man by chance um, but one that knows his stuff and I'm sure the program itself is just top-notch they've already gotten um, you know solidified partnership with Lone Star College Conroe ISD I mean this is something that is phenomenal and it's in our backyard that is just what a lesson a less than 10 miles from where I'm standing right now. Right, right. I mean, that just blows my mind, especially the city girl. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> this is right here, this treasure. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's awesome. So you are looking for, you said, or you're open to having uh, full-time students and the part-time mm -hmm. students? Yes, ma'am. Oh, wow. Well, and I know we have, because I could talk to y'all for hours. I'm not going to lie. Yes, sir. I need to mention one more thing, because yeah. it's, it's our first priority at our, our academy. That's safety. Yes. And let me just, a lot of people, other than, believing they couldn't do it. The other thing that holds them back is fear. Okay. Yeah. What I'd like you to do next time you go down I-45, there's a little sign there, one of those lit up signs that they put the Amber Alerts on. But every now and then it'll say how many lives have been lost on Texas roads and, you know, in Texas this year. Somewhere it's up over 3,000 now. Yes, mm -hmm. unfortunately. Yes. You know how many lives have been lost in Texas due to airplane crashes this year? Zero. Really? So think about that. Well, and yeah. you're right, because I know statistically we always have, a, you know, everybody says those fears, but it's really the roadways are much more dangerous than the airwaves. Ways. Or, airways, yeah. Yeah. The, um, near, near, yeah, the skies. Yes, thank you. I'm all, yeah. Mo was like, kindly, no, yeah. that's not how you say no, it. No, no, <laughs> no leave it to the air to complicated. That's the instructor in me going out. But I just want to let everybody know that, 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 that yeah. safety is our first priority. Yeah. We're extremely safe, and we've got systems in the airplane that make them even safer. Mm -hmm. And uh, we don't tolerate anything unsafe. 
True. And everyone reports. And uh, you can be assured that if you come fly with us or your children come fly with us, that that's going to be priority one. We'll make sure they get home every night. Well, and that's that's wonderful to hear. And mm-hmm. I, I consider it a given after speaking to you and learning a lot about the uh, Chenault Flying Tiger Academy in itself. But, you know, yes, I want to reassure a lot of the listeners, this is not Mo's first rodeo by any means. This is his third flight school to, you know, have um, in creation and right here in our backyard. They were vetting areas throughout the U.S. and selected Conroe specifically because of the opportunity and certainly because of what they want to give back and provide for those in the community. So it's time for us to start thinking bigger and brighter for not only ourselves, but potentially our children, those are in school, because we want them, you know, to really get to that next generation. I think we all have heard, you know, every generation has done better than before until kind of ours, you know, after the baby boomers, it's kind of fizzled. And I think (laughs) we all want to be empowered to make it better. So that being said, it's like so amazing that again, we have an amazing flight school right here in our backyard, guys. And it's, um, you're having an open house to the public come see, right, later in October. Um, and you were saying, I think it was October, October 28th on a yes. Saturday, we're going to have a public open house and, um, we'll have details on our, on our website, www.chenaultfta.com. Yes. And um, we're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Um, we're shooting a lot of fun videos and. I love your pics on, on Facebook, too. It is definitely a beautiful day when I get some of those views. I'm telling you, I would love that. And so that's something, yeah. too. And we'll be sure to plug in and make sure that you have some info up there. And I know we've already kind of asked them to come back at the first of the year after, you know, a few months of being in, um, you know, after the, I know it's, what, six months for a full program. So we'll be catching right before, you know, your first graduates, in essence. But um, that being said, we are going dif- to definitely have you back. But before we let you go. I need some more info, okay, guys, because I want to know about the different, because you were saying commercial, right? But you were saying helicopter, too. So is there, are there different rules? I mean, I guess that's a, a silly 101 question, but what are, like, the differentiators between those flight schools? Is there or? No, no, it, it it's, uh, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. uh, I know a lot about helicopters, not because I've got a lot of time in them. My wife's a helicopter pilot. No way. Yeah. she. I'm going to brag yeah. on her a little bit. She's a graduate of West Point Military Academy. What? Wow. And was yeah. a was a Blackhawk pilot in the Army. Where Where is this young lady? Yeah, you need to interview her because she's a lot more interesting than me. Well, <laughs> we'll bring her next time. Yeah. Please do. Yeah, we'll bring her next time. Well, and wow, that's phenomenal. Look at yeah. you holding that little treasure in your pocket. You've just given it to me now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, that, of course. Keep going. Sorry. I'm like, wow. So, so you know, being a exposed to that uh we and, and the demand for helicopter pilots just as high if not higher okay uh, especially in asia and throughout the world so we we partnered up with a guy named matt goodwin out at conroe who's had a helicopter school there for a while pretty small two airplanes and we said hey matt is there any way to integrate this into our program into our 26-week program we don't want to make it any longer we want to make it part of it so matt and i got together and we worked with the, the uh, flight standards district office which is a subset of the faa in houston okay and we said can we based on the regulations can we integrate this into the fixed wing program fixed wing is airplanes rotor wing is helicopters okay. that's just a technical term for them you gotta write and that down that's okay and uh yeah <laughs> and so yeah helicopter guys get kind of upset when you don't call what they do in an airplane but anyway uh uh the uh the fa the fisdo looked at what we proposed and i said yes you can do it because here's what happens i don't want to get too complicated here but you can get through your your airplane your fixed wing training through private private's the first one mm-hmm. then there's instrument qualification that allows you to fly in the weather okay then the next qualification would normally be a commercial pilot license but to get a commercial pilot license you need 250 hours minimum 
50 of those hours can be done in a helicopter. And guess how many hours it takes to each commercial helicopter's rating once you have a fixed-wing private instrument? 50 hours. Okay. So you can do your, you can get your private airplane, you can get your instrument airplane, then you can go get your helicopter commercial, then you can fly another 100 hours and get your airplane commercial. That And all of it counts. That just blows my mind. And I love the, you know, the really the innovative thinking that y'all thought about integrating and also just making it possible for everybody to kind of get. And of course, it meets the standard of, mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. all by all accounts. So it's a win win for everybody. And wow, that's just phenomenal because I'm thinking, you know, from my perspective, and this is kind of silly mode, but I'm thinking, OK, if I were to be a pilot, you know, I'm in my, in, in essence, my little sedan. I think of a helicopter like an RV where you don't really, you, you, there's like no, there's no hood. Like you're just right there. Is that how it feels when you're flying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I've got very little time in a helicopter, but uh, my wife, you know, she's got plenty. Uh, it It is a unique uh, flying machine for yeah. sure. Uh, it's much more expensive to fly. And that's the other beauty of our program. Oh, wow. Because if you went all the way to 130 helicopter hours to get your commercial license in helicopters, it would cost you nearly twice as much as the way we do it, which is where you do most of the time in a fixed wing or airplane. Then you go to the helicopter, and with that time, it counts toward that commercial rotor wing license. So it's a huge win-win for everybody. That is phenomenal Mm because, you know, and I didn't think about really commercial helicopter license or you know qualifications i hadn't even thought of that distinguishing factor because you know i'm a layman you know i'm just a passenger i never think of that stuff but you know i guess that is something that for instance when you're taking those uh, when you go to vegas and they want to you know travel around or anything is that what the commercial is yeah yeah basically basically the way to think about a commercial pilot is you can't get paid for flying an airplane unless you're a commercial pilot okay that's just basically the way to think about it Nice. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. listen, I'm learning yeah. so much. Look, I'm all, I'm taking notes all over the place. <laughs> no, it's fantastic. So here I see that, of course, uh, now you're going to have to kind of just fill us in on a little bit of this because I know we're totally going along, but I'm loving every minute of it. So the Redbird Simulator, right? Mm-hmm. I see this here. Is this something that when we go for the open house, you know, the public one that's going to be mm-hmm. on in, later in the month, is that something that's already there in, yeah. in the office? Or I say in the office, <laughs> in the wing? What yeah. do you, I don't <laughs> the hanger. The yeah, hanger. The there you go. Good night. See, uh, can you tell? I'm your <laughs> office. <laughs> oh, yeah. good night. I'm definitely. I'm sorry about that. That's but yeah, okay. in the hanger. So, and then you've got. Okay, so you've got the the Piper Archer primary and instrument trainer, mm-hmm. then the Piper Twin Comanche multi engine trainer. Now that is, you know, something I think of. You know, in some of those exciting movies where you're kind of. Is it a two person or th- just a small amount of people that could be in that? that it's a. It's a four seat. Four seater. And uh, it requires only one pilot, but has two engines. That is so cool. And then um, I see the the helicopter, which is called the Robinson R44 Raven, mm-hmm. right? And then the Piper Aero Complex Trainer. Now, what's the difference between that and the multi-engine? Is it the... It's the fact a complex trainer is defined by the, by the Federal Aviation Administration as an airplane that has retractable gear. Okay. What's known as a variable pitch prop. So you have to manage the propeller. Okay. And then it also has to have flaps. Oh. So retractable gear, manageable prop, and flaps. I just love it. And, of course, I see there's another Redbird simulator mm-hmm. here as well for the interior and exterior. And all the, the Redbird simulators, I can't say enough about them. They're fantastic. They're full motion simulators. Yeah. And they're so good that the FAA allows you to log up to 50 hours in that toward your commercial license. Wow. That is one 
heck of a simulator then. Yeah, That's really got to feel like that experience, right? <laughs> well, we need you, to go check it out. I'll tell you the simulator is so good that, that when I, when I sit in it to instruct people, I have to be careful because I'm not flying the plane any and the instructor's seat in the simulator doesn't have any controls. I've actually had to step out cause I was getting sick and I've got 11,000 hours in fighters. So, well, various airplanes, but I was a crop duster for three years. And I flew A-10s for, for 24 years. What an amazing man you are. <laughs> oh, my I, gosh, I love this. <laughs> and I and I, I had to literally step out of the sim for a second. So I went, okay. I'm yeah, because I think about yeah. that. I get a little sensitive if, if <laughs> I'm not driving, you know. Right. And so that's where I'm like, okay, so what, you know. Can but I... when you're in control, you don't get sick. Okay, yeah, that's where. So... And I can tell you why if you want to know, but that'll save that for another time. I was about to say, yes, I want to know off <laughs> air. I'm sure other listeners sure. are like, because you're sensitive, Meredith. No, no. Uh, there, I know there's something science behind it. I could tell Mo's like, I got an answer for you there. But before we head off, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners? I know I've been totally just trying to sponge all the info. So I, if there's any other intel that you want to share about, I know you're talking about the open house October 26th, right? Eight. Or October 28th. 28th. Yes. I'm sorry. That's Saturday. Yes, yeah. ma'am. And the Black Crows will be there. I <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, that's well, a... We're going to probably have music. <laughs> we're going to talk to you about that later. I know. Either. I know. Marla's like, hold on, sir. No. And thank you so much, Mo. He's got a great the sense of humor. Mops. I know. I'm so. And the Black Crows. <laughs> they are so fun. You could tell they know their business and they've got just great, uh, you know, energy because, yeah, we were, they're razzing us. We were you know, messing up a lot of our stuff <laughs> early on in the hour. It's early on Saturday morning. <laughs> I know. We think we'd have this down by now. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. No, um, it's been so amazing having y'all on. And I know uh, it's really opened my eyes. And frankly, I'm one of what, you know, I put a mystique around it. I had that stereotype, like it's not doable. Mm -hmm. The fear's there. It's a little scary. You know, you have to be of a certain level and be able to kind of be a, a danger seeker. But it's totally attainable. And, you know, frankly, mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie, guys. I would... I would say I would allow my son to really look into this, which is something I would have been way too afraid of before we began our discussion. So it's a win on my end as far as, you right. know, you were doing your job to really educate and that awareness, you know, make others know that, you know, there's a reason uh, we can all do it. We just have to kind of get over that little assumption or mm -hmm. those stereotypes, right? right? Yeah. Just amazing, guys. So, um, listeners. Jensen responded to my... Oh, what did he say? Um, no. Oh, <laughs> See, we're gonna have to take him to the open house That's on the twenty eighth. That's because he's never flown. Oh yeah, we're oh. gonna we're gonna take a little flight. All like, the other to kids are gonna so go. And he's back gonna want to go. Mm -hmm. yeah, we'll fix that. Go. Yeah. I was yeah. gonna say. Yeah. I took up I took up an accountant yesterday who who was absolutely scared to death just taxing mm -hmm. out, and I let him do the takeoff first time there. Let him do the takeoff. Just talked him through it, and uh, by the time we went over Lake Conroe, flew around a little bit, showed him you know just did some sights in and flew back in, let him land the airplane, talked him through it. And by wow. the time he got back to the hangar, he's like, this is so easy. This was so easy. Yes. He's in. He wants yes. to learn to fly it's now. It's a yeah. secret. I'm gonna, it's a secret, though. I'm going to yeah. get him hooked. I know. See, this the thing is, okay, I want everybody to go out there, but save room for my boy, okay? Because sure. he needs to get in the program soon. Um, get there early. I know. I was about yes. to say, I'm like... I have a feeling that the 28th, it's going to be hard to get placement in the room, but I am looking forward to it. And, you know, I'm going to be there. I'm going to bring my son. And I know it'll be, you know, because, of course, we're on that morning. But you all have really opened my eyes to really the great opportunity. And I know my son's 12 right now, but it's still something where if it's of interest, is it a good age? Well, that's something people need to know. That there's no minimum for when you can start training. There's minimums for when you can get your license. Okay. But you can start training. I mean, you know, my son, when we fly he's on a booster seat in the right seat you know because in airplanes private airplanes unlike cars 
there's no minimum age at which the kids can sit up front. Wow. So I just put him in the booster seat and strap him in and, you know, he can't reach the pedals yet, but he can reach the yoke. And I just let him, I let him fly. See, this is so, this is one of the best benefits of our job and being in this city is we get to learn and get to meet people like you. It's just great, Mo. And Marla, y'all are so amazing. Thank you for coming in and thanks for reaching out because Mm -hmm. again, being such a new business here in the city of Conroe, we are just blown away at what all you already have going on. And I know we're lucky to have you on here and want to let our listeners know, remind them that yes, we're going to be making sure you can get on their website, connect with them on social media, Chenault. FT, uh, Chenault, FTA.com. Chenault is C-H-E-N-N-A-U-L-T-F-T-A.com. Now, you can look them up on Google. They're already there. You just kind of start uh, typing away, and it'll autocorrect if you're misspelling, so don't worry about that. But, yeah, they've got an open house to the public coming up on the 28th. We want to encourage all our listeners to get um, connected with them in some way, especially if there's any interest or even just the cool factor about having it right in our backyard. I mean, it's just uh, blows my mind. So I want everyone to get get there for sure because we're going to be there on the 28th you'll see me with my son and you know i'll be uh certainly saying some prayers that morning but boy if he wants to join him then i trust mo wholeheartedly and yes y'all have to come back um in the first of the year because we'd love to hear about all the great new stuff when all the programs you know are almost to your first you know a full full official programs with all of them because you're so new but i also want your wife on mo because man that young lady sounds like she's a go-getter got some grit herself She's got some grit. Oh, well, right up our alley then. Okay, well, very cool. Thank you all so much for coming on. Again, it's just been amazing. And listeners, stay tuned. Jen and I have more of Grit and Grace with us coming up. But uh, again, thank you all so much for coming out. Thank you for having us. Glad to be here. It's been so great. Thanks so much. Y'all take care. We'll be back in a moment. Does your company have needs that can be met by an employee who is dependable, hardworking, enthusiastic, motivated, cooperative, respectful, and punctual? Conroe Independent School District Special Education Department can meet your needs by connecting you with potential employees that have been preparing for a lifetime of employment. We have numerous individuals seeking paid and unpaid work experiences. If your company is interested in seeing how we can meet your business needs, call Conroe ISD Special Education Department to find the best employees for you at 936-709-7671. This is Rick TRC, every Monday through Friday from 3 to 7. I play today's country hits on my show, Afternoons with Lone Star, the type of music that makes you want to get off your seat, stomp your feet, sing along at the top of your lungs, and not care who hears on Lone Star Community Radio, Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1, and as always on Worldwide, IRLoneStar.com. Is there someone you know who is hooked on vintage aircraft? Follow the commemorative Air Force and its fleet of World War II planes, including the mighty B-17 Flying Fortress Texas Raiders, which is based in Conroe, Texas. Texas Raiders tours locally and all around the United States, offering the public a chance to put their hands on aviation history. What could be a more perfect gift than a flight on a historic B-17? Taking to the sky on the iconic bomber is an experience that will never be forgotten. For the touring schedule, reservations, or more information, go to b17texasraiders.org or call 855-FLY-A-B-17. 
Hi, this is BJ Orner from Montgomery County Performing Arts Society. I'm here to remind you to get your tickets now for all the upcoming events that McPass has to offer. All shows will be held at the beautiful Crichton Theater in downtown Conroe. Call 936-441-7469 for your tickets today. Or go to our website, www.mcpass.org, for more information. Hope to see you at the show. Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Attention, movie lover. The Ticket Stub is a new radio show servicing Montgomery County that is meant for you. The Ticket Stub is available live every Thursday at noon on FM 104.5 and 106.1, as well as anytime on IRLoneStar.com. Connor and Dick will let you know what's coming out in the theater, what is worth streaming, and what's going on in the world of film. The Ticket Stub, your home for movie talk. Jennifer's got that grit. Meredith, yeah, she's got that grit. I need some more grit and grace with Jennifer and Meredith on Lone Star Community Radio. Well, anything you want, little boy. Aww, I love that little man. And man, that was such a great interview. I know we totally yes, went off was. course because, you know, usually we have, after the nine o'clock hour, we go into all this other stuff, which we'll yes. get to, but yeah. What a great team right no there. No biggie. Oh, Mo. And but, you know, um, Grit and Grace makes appearances, not just Meredith. Oh. And her son. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yes. So that means. So we. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't want to, because, you know, you were saying Jensen, but you're right. Yes. We will be there on the 28th. Yes. We. We. I'm sorry, Mama. Grit and Grace. Yes. We'll be there. Yes. And then our kids can tag along. Yes. Absolutely. No, you're right. My bad. My, I apologize, I my gotta, lady. She's going to smack me in the face. keep her in check. Yes, she does, because you are my everything. Was that good or what? That was okay. so good. Well, I'm going to cherish it. I'm going to keep it right here in my heart all day. <laughs> She's like, I'll keep it in my heart, and then I'm going to punch you in the... No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, that was amazing having Mo and Marla on, because I'm, I'm definitely one of the scary yes, cats. Yes. Was, oh. Well, but, and we came in to the show this morning not really knowing what to expect. Yeah, but well, as far as, you know, you have this, like he was saying, the stigma. You yes. think, like, you you know, more or less you have to have a certain criteria or, you know, kind of like royalty. Like, you have to be a chosen one right. to be able to you do these things. You have to be an heir to the... Yeah, yeah. Or like Mo, you know, if you have 
pilots or mm-hmm. you know anything in your family that's the one but no I mean Mo just really helped to bring it to light really shed some light on a lot of the really attainable ways that you can get past it right. and right it really opened my eyes and you know of course I, I want my boy to have a great life but I don't want you know him to be in danger and man it sounds like being a pilot is definitely if it's you know a passion and right. something you right, can right 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 be excited about it. I'm like man that's cool so you're right oh uh, yes we will be there on the 28th we cannot wait to yes check it out especially because I'm just again guys I know it sounds like cheese but right here in our backyard hello that is not that's not common okay I I know a lot of the listen I was all the Conronians probably are like used to all the cool <laughs> factor I don't know good night I'm sorry Conro peeps what what y'all call each other but um I also wanted to show some love now I didn't want to mess up with our interview by pulling them but then of course Mo also has a hilarious personality I can't wait to meet his wife either but he was talking about bringing the black crows but this is <laughs> <laughs> it was so cute. Um, just hilarious to me. But yes, um, so I've actually got more of uh, the Black Crows were here whenever I was actually trying to play it earlier. But that's what I was trying to talk about because I was like, oh, this is coming on. But this was not. Right. Yeah. This was. Hey, babe. Okay. I love that song. Okay. Yes. Anyway, it's a so, very good song. Hard to Handle, which is not the Black Crows who are playing tonight. No, Rob, no, no. What? No. What did I do? That is the Black Crows who are not going to be playing with Matchbox 20 tonight. Dang it. I did it again? Counting crows. Listen. Okay. Counting crows. Good night. Why? Sha-la-la-la. Why? Right. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm sorry. My so bad. different. I know. I mean, like. Night and day. Light years. Their hairstyles are different. Hey-o. Okay. You got that right. <laughs> All right. Sorry for that. Again, fail. I think we can just put Meredith fail. That should be a hashtag. Meredith fail. Boop, 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 boop. And that's my robot, by the way, that you don't I, I see. I saw that, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's get to a little bit of sweetness, what you think. Maybe yeah. sharing some sweetness. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, usually you, uh, you know, from the 9 to 10 hour, we love to kind of share a lot about other as- uh, other aspects going on yeah. in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, and I think we can all agree, if you turn on the news right now, you're going to get, you know, more or less the moments of depression because there's not always sweet stuff going. Right. But we know in this world there is, I mean, daily. So, Jen and I were sitting there thinking, you know, we would love to hear some of those good news stories. So, we started thinking about, yeah, let's share some sweetness, okay? Mm-hmm. So, um, last week, I think a lot of our listeners will probably remember we were talking about that Grace Jones young yes. lady. Amazing Grace. Yes. And she was celebrating her 111th birthday. And remember how she was really, you know, attributing it to her daily uh, swig, if you will? Yes. <laughs> I think it was whiskey. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, Miss Grace, well, I got to tell you, when I discovered there's also another 111 year old young man out there, Mr. Richard. Richard Overton, and he is actually a super sanitarian, which is so cool. He's having the title. I know. I love saying that. Sanitarian. So he's having the title of being the oldest verified living World War II veteran and the oldest man here in the 50, you know, U.S., right? The 50 states. So he's had the honor of, of course, meeting uh, President Barack Obama, being honored by the San Antonio Spurs, and he even has a street named after him. 
guess what? He's a Texan. Yep. So he, um, wow. I know it's so wonderful. So he's um, actually was part, like I said, served in the U.S. Army, you know, during World War II from 40 to 45. He arrived at Pearl Harbor just moments after the Japanese attacked, right? So he was in military at the time, but when he returned home, he came back to Texas, and he's in Austin. He's been living there and has had just a modest life, being able to do, you know, probably just a great family man and have great things. And for, I mean, good night, uh, again, turning 111. And guess what? He attributes it to... Cigars and whiskey, too. I think I'm seeing a pattern here. We need to drink more whiskey. Apparently, I need to find, yeah, what goes with whiskey? Well, I drink it with 7-Up. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, I need to, see, I'm not a big drinker, and I need to, because I feel like every vodka goes in everything, and I forgot, like, the other day, pina coladas are not made with vodka. They're made with rum. Correct. So when I went to my friend's house and I was like oh you're making pina coladas I'll bring some alcohol for it I got vodka and guess what my friend said that's not going to help me none and I felt really bad so right yeah right right right. yeah so anyway um that being said going back to the whiskey I did not know so you do whiskey and seven up or I guess you could do it on on the rocks (laughs) haha I know that term Yes. Uh, okay. So because I drink seven and seven. Oh, I've heard that term before. It sounds cool and cute. Yes, because I've ordered it with you. Oh, that's right. That's right. My bad. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, that does sound familiar. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, we have done that before. Yes. Yeah. So a happy birthday, Mr. Richard or Mr. Yes. Overton, a young man out there, 111. And thank you so much for your service. But man, what a great, uh, what a great thing. I don't know. If I'll make it that long, but man, it would be nice to get up to the, you know, retirement age. Yes. I hear it's good if you can retire one day. All right. So I'll never be able to retire. uh, Yeah, I don't. Well, and you know, really, I mean, we just heard Mo who said he retired, but then I think even if we were technically retired, we don't stop, you know. Well, he retired from the Air Force. Yes. Yeah, good point. But I'm just saying, more or less, even when you get to a retirement age, it doesn't mean you stop, you know, cooling your engines, per se. Because, you know, we've got people out there that just can't sit still, can't, you know, sit there, twiddle their thumbs. I think you're one of those ladies, you know, so I think we'll be, more or less, we're going to have a show when we're past retirement age. Deal? Deal. Okay, bam. All right, hopefully it'll be on the air. But if anything, we can just meet on the porch and, you know. Smoke cigars and drink whiskey. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) oh. Man, that's a pretty sight. Let's do that. (laughs) Woo. All right. (laughs) But you got some sweetness to share too, don't you? Yes. Yes. A six-year-old, sweet, sweet six-year-old, she's donating teddy bears to comfort victims of the recent hurricane. Mm. Jenna Peltier from Savannah, Georgia. She was really upset when she heard how many people from Texas and Florida were displaced after Harvey and Irma. Yeah. And um, so her mom started reaching out to some local stores who agreed to donate. Oh. On September 23rd, so that was last week, Jenna held a toy drive and she received hundreds of stuffed animals. So they are now reaching out um to victims organizations to provide comfort to those who have lost everything. And they're calling the initiative Hugs After Hurricane. Oh, I love that. Yeah. 
Well, and I just, I love the fact that, you know, and that just reminds us all just like with, you know, anything's possible. Just like when a kid, or when you're a kid and you're like, you feel more or less, you, you know, before you get too comfortable in the world and society, you know, reminds you how you got to wait for this to happen and all right. that, that you really are just empowered to do anything. And yeah, I just love children that are like, you know what, I want to do something and I'm going to start right here. And of course, like a good mama bear, Jenna's mom said, hey. You do it, darling, and I'll make it, you know, I'll, right. I'll help you make it happen. Um, That's right. I think as mama bears, we can all relate to that. So how sweet. I love sharing the sweetness. And Yes. You know, I think it's one of the better segments. So we would love to hear some of the sh- uh, sweetness going on in the community, too. Yeah. So definitely want to encourage all of our listeners. Um, you know, we picked a couple stories out, but we would love to hear some from the locals, too. So I know, of course, Mr. Richard um, being the Austin 111th man was awesome. But I'd love to hear some Conroe Montgomery local share sweetness stories, too. So reach out to us over our social media, on email, whatever is easy for you. So that way we kind of get filled in and get to share that with everyone in the community because we can all agree we love to hear more good things going on right yeah we know it happens all the time and turning on the tv and looking at the tablet there's too it's too easy to get to the drama and right that's right. one thing we are grit and grace but we actually don't like drama you know we don't run to it and we'll, we'll deal with it if we have to right that's where the grit comes in yeah we don't like to bring it but we will i got my scary gun hands up which are not scary these are scary, but they actually also look like my SFA. Yes. Okay. Well, you know, axe them. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I just, I was impressed that I was doing the noise. All right. So anyway, why don't you remind our listeners real quick how to get with us on social media so we can find out more about the sweetness going on in our community. Yes. Um, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, at Grit and Grace Texas. Twitter, Grit and Grace Text, T-E-X. You can find us on Our City TV, Suddenlink Channel 12. And you can email us at gritandgracetexas at gmail.com. Yes, ma'am. So she said it right there, our social media guru, Miss Jen herself, which I know you're going to be hitting everybody up while I'm out of town this week, right? Yes. Um, you're going to be doing some live postings, kind of keep it going, especially because yes. if you're just tuning in, you know, we're live here Saturday mornings. We also happen to have our YouTube's channel. We yes. have podcasts. We have our city TV. There's so many great ways to plug in. We happen to also have a little, you know, technical difficulties with our videographer, a.k.a. the video streaming capabilities in the studio today so we're going to be a podcast special for this week's edition which is why we you know we're talking when we're talking to mo and marla we are just so blown away by everything they've got going on we're like you got to come back i mean we're going to come see you on the open house don't get us wrong but you got to come back and tell us more so we're going to have the podcast this week but um because i got some business going on jen's going to be kind of helping out um kind of keeping y'all updated on that because it'll probably be later in the week than normal you know yes. i'll turn around because mom's got to pay bills too right so that's right. Why don't we take a quick break and then why don't we go to Dreamland? You Sounds feel good. Like it? Yes. All right. Yes, Y'all yes. stick around. We've got more of Grit and Grace with Jennifer and Meredith coming up next. Stay tuned for more fun on Grit and Grace with Jennifer and Meredith. Want to check out the fastest growing sport in the world? It's right here in Conroe, Texas, and it's roller derby. Conroe Roller Derby is a nonprofit recreational league of women and men who want you to come and check out the fast-paced, hard-hitting game of roller derby. The Conroe Cutthroats practice at Rainbow Roller Rink on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. You can find our game schedule and more information on our website. 
www.conroerollerderby.com. Hey guys, I'm Joey Savage. Corey DLG. We are Nerd Thug Radio. Catch us every Monday from 1 to 3 and check out our website, nerdthugradio.com. We like to talk about quilting, horseback riding, and baking quiche. Actually, we don't, but we do like talking nerdy to you. That's right. Every Monday from 1 to 3 p.m., hashtag talking nerdy to you. An estimated 1 in 10 births will result in a neonatal intensive care stay, also known as the NICU. Overnight, a family can find themselves and their newborn baby in a critical situation. The Mila Foundation financially and spiritually assists families in need. If you would like to volunteer or become a monthly sponsor, please visit us at www.themilafoundation.org. Again, that's www.themilafoundation.org, because every life matters. Two friends hyped up on caffeine and sugar. It's Grit and Grace with Jennifer and Meredith. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to Grit and Grace with Jennifer and Meredith. Yes, welcome back, guys. You know, here every Saturday morning from 8 to 10. Today we had something super cool and special. Uh, Once in a lifetime kind of thing for me, because I tell you, I'm grown, and this is my first time getting to learn about this flight academy right here. Of course, it's new to the area, but I mean, just learning, it's kind of like this whole, like, mystery, the mystique, as Mo was saying, about this entire industry of being able to, you know, be a pilot, whether commercial or, or private, you know, flying uh, commercial airplanes, flying helicopters. I mean, it just blows my mind. So I loved learning all about that. And I know um, it actually is a great segue into actually uh, our dreamland, right? So yes. uh, dreamland is when we, Jen and I, we love the idea of travel. And we know when we win the lotto or when we, you know, make it big in the bank, pop pop that we'll be able to go and fly or maybe when our sons become pilots hey oh that we'll be able to go and travel right so this week wanted to kind of spotlight some areas and I know for instance last week I had some geography problems which will probably never go away but no, I they won't. <laughs> never I'm not gonna let them <laughs> Watch out. So why don't we start? First, I got a little closer to home to help with my geography yeah. this time. But you, you wanted to go abroad again. So remind us, why don't you t- fill us in on where you want to go to dreamland this week? Paris. Oh, I love it. And that's so cute. So yes, Paris, right? For yes. the Texans, thank you, because you're all Paris. I'm like, you got to give us more than that, baby. Paris. Paris. France. Paris, Texas. France. Oh, France. All right. Well, yes. Tell Phyllis in. Let us know. I want to know all why. Is it because it's a romantic place? Uh, no. Oh, okay. What? Um. Why? Well, I have been told my, my maiden name is French. Oh. So, um, I have been told that I'm descended from France somewhere, but I'm going to do one of them ancestry DNA things just to find out if I'm really French or not. Oh, that would be, well, yeah, I mean, if someone else pays for it, I'm not going to try to pay some money for something that's not for sure. Right. Um, But, you know, I would love to see the Eiffel Tower and uh, go to the Louvre and the Arc de Triomphe and... um, Try some of the food. The croissant. Oh, and the butter. Oh, sucky, sucky. Because I... Sucky, sucky. I don't think that was the French one. Um, (laughs) The Moulin Rouge. Oh, okay. I was like, it kind of went off there. But no, I could see. And plus, I've been there. It's beautiful, right? Um, The Eiffel Tower. Oh, 
go into the Pompano and go into the Louvre and oh yeah. it's wonderful the Louvre I think you could spend several days there right um and it's just wonderful city now, I really want to go to the Louvre because um I understand that like my favorite painting hangs there so which one the Mona Lisa. Yeah, it does. Is yeah. that your favorite? That is my favorite painting. Oh. I'm not really sure why, but I'm so fascinated oh. with the Mona Lisa. It, well, it is a fascinating piece, you know, and something that when you go there, it's like, you know, it's beautiful. The only thing is it does have like a large plastic case over it. Well, sure. For protection. And then you got the fools that are trying to take pictures, which really messes up the whole romance of it all. Right. Um, but then you'll probably be that fool trying to take a picture too so you know whatever but it's awesome and you know just know where you are because you can get lost with all the i mean it's huge you know right. there's so many levels and the loop right and then it's just all oh, the food now of course it's been a long time since i've been there that's when i went in 2000 yes. you know when i got mm -hmm. to see that great flight with the the warm peanuts yes um so <laughs> look at the memories those are things that stick with you right uh but no i think so like what do you think of stereotypically you think of the bread right or food yeah because i think of yeah. the food and then the, roman, the romance and, yeah um there's oh good night i'm having to go stretch my memory here i'm like oh the notre dame and the, wine oh yeah lots of wine yeah <laughs> well and i'd love to go now because back in 2000 it was strictly you know it was before um well and that's actually that experience i traveled throughout um france to this you know uh throughout france to the yes. south of france and nice and it was one of the more eye-opening experiences i've never been a petite lady okay right so when i went over there in 2000 um i was just blown away because seeing the uh, it was on art right mm -hmm. so i got the opportunity to see all this amazing art and all this great stuff and I saw these statues, and that's when I started kind of realizing, you know, and I was 21, right? Mm -hmm. So that's when I realized, I was like, you know, actually, that's how a woman's supposed to look is, you know, the beautiful, curvy lady. Right. Not the, you know, straight, square, small girl. Right. Um, no hate on any of the petite ladies out there, because I got much love for you. Okay, but I'm just saying, as a non-petite, right. that really helped to open my eyes, like, this there's beauty in it you know and then of course thank you sir mix a lot for opening our eyes to you know the that's greatness right. and then it went from there but that's right. i'm just saying that or was... theodore from the chipmunks because that's how jensen learned the song oh i was about to say i'm like hmm. yeah okay technically theodore is probably before sir mix a lot but mm, sir mix a lot brought the song so yes but i mean in their most recent oh yeah movie he sings the song jensen learned the song from there so absolutely well yeah. and you know that's one that's something too that i've got to give love to that being said, I was meaning when you're trying to find clothes in Paris in 2000, unless you were a petite lady, it was not easy. Okay. So trying to find something cute to come back and say, oh, I got this in France. Right. There weren't some great options. Okay. But I imagine today would be different or I'm hopeful anyway, fingers crossed if anybody's been over there recently, because, you know, obviously um, curvy ladies or thick ladies, which I love that idea, you know, the thickness, you know, they're much more common, right? So, um, or have, you know, kind of thing. So I'm hoping when we go that I can get me an outfit without having to, you know, search high and low. Well, we'll see. Okay. We'll go there after Vegas. Okay. Okay, deal. All right. Wonderful. We'll see. That's so cool. I love your dreamland. I know Thanks. I totally started talking over it, but I got excited. No, no, no. no. So, it's uh, okay. <laughs> you're like, it's all right. It's Where okay. do you want to go? 
Oh, actually, where I want to go is some somewhere closer to home. Okay, last week I think I traveled. I tried to get a little broad with my Egypt, and then you called me out for not knowing where exactly all this stuff is. You know, in relation to Lebanon. Thanks, thank you, Grit. No problem. Okay, so um, Grace, <laughs> I know, right? I didn't even know where it was in compared to you know where her family is from. Well, because. I de- it's not my strong suit geography and I need to get there I know okay I know I do well you're too late where are we going this week <laughs> no, where are you going I am actually we're going to Chicago baby now I know it's local and everybody's like oh Chicago it's right here in our backyard right but I think people forget the beauty of where and you know all the great stuff that you can find there in Chicago so okay so I want, um, let's see, let me look, because I wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything. I'm like, Wrigley Field. Okay, yes, Wrigley Field. I'm not a huge, yeah, but I'm not like sports is not my big, big, big. But yeah, we've got Art Institute of Chicago, the Cloud Gate, which is kind of phenomenal because it's like a statue that looks like a big cloud, but it looks like a bean. I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to try and check that out, right? And then Wrigley oh, Field. it's like silver. Yeah. Chrome I, or whatever. Yeah. I don't I know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah. but I don't know the reasoning, so i got to find out, right? But I definitely want to go there. And it just so happens I actually am going to Chicago tomorrow for travels. Yes. I'll be there all week. Yes. All week long. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, it's something tells me I'm not going to be able to get too wild because I'm actually going there on business. But if I should get uh, some time, Come on, Roxy. I totally want to, man. I want to totally. Roxy Hart? Um, yeah. Do you know who Roxy Hart is? <sighs> Name sounds familiar. I'm wow. trying to, Okay. Don't hate Just on me. From the musical Chicago. Oh, see, and I saw the musical. You knew me. In all that jazz. All that jazz. Yeah, you know me and my memories sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Frank Lloyd Wright, there's a lot of architecture there that I'll be able to see. Okay. If I have time, which is really cool. And then um, certainly the food. You know, I'm not to, (laughs) again, drawing back to food. But I've got to try, which I had my parents live there when I was in college for a few years. So I would go up there. But I never had, or we never did it actually, is get one of those meat, like thick pizza pies. Oh, okay. So that's one of my missions is to get a slice of a, a meat pie or a pizza, like the way that they do it. Like it's a look, look, look like a pie. Right. So that's on my list. Um, and then, of course, if I could, I would definitely want to do one of the museums. Again, Art Institute of Chicago, Museum of Science, yeah, the Field Museum. That sounds really cool. And then they even have some of the double-decker tour buses, which, again, you know the cheese in me. Yes. I totally would love to do a double-decker because it would be so cute. I feel like I'm in Britain, but I didn't have to, you know, pay for going to, you know, all that jazz. Right. See? All that jazz. Look, you're going to get it stuck in my head. Thanks. No problem. Um, so, yeah. And then some of the notable monuments and statues, again, back to the Cloud Gate. But they've got this Picasso statue that I want to see. And then the Millennium Monument. So, it's going to be, I'm hopeful anyway that I'm able to get some time to go look, check it out. But more than anything, I'm just excited to kind of change up the pace. And you know I love some planning. So, that's exciting today because I was telling you I'm such a cheese ball. This is what I get excited about. Okay. Oh. Well, if you see Sophia Bush, I need a picture and an autograph. You don't know Sophia Bush. Educate me, girl. Um, Well, she was on One Tree Hill. Okay, I'm going to have to look it up. Oh, my God, Meredith. Why? She is actually currently on the show Chicago PD. 
Okay, hold up. Let me get her face. Never mind. You know I don't get Forget a chance it. to watch a lot of TV. Don't hate John on me. John Tucker must die. Oh, I remember one of the scenes. Uh, Sophia Bush, B U S H. Yeah. Okay. Don't hate on me. And She's I could gorgeous. Do... Oh, she is. She is. I like how her hair falls. Ooh, I gotta learn how to do that. Oh, look, and in the Chicago PD, she looks all rugged. Nice. Yeah, she's a detective. Oh, is she? Yeah. Look, don't hate on me. You know what it is? I don't get a lot of time to watch TV anymore because, I'm, you know. But you spend a lot of time on the computer. I do. And that's one of the reasons it's kind of. I mean, she's totally cheated with her dreamland, I'm just going to tell you, because I pulled all of my information from my head. Yeah, the fire. Meredith pulled all of her information from the internet in front of her. Hold on. Is there not. Do you not have a device? Hold on, social media. Is there not a device right here? I mean, no, it's on the table. Listen, Mo. Okay. You almost made. Oh, we're going. We're going to go toe to toe. I wish there were a video today because you'd be seeing this girl being called out. She was on a minute ago. No, actually, you're right. Yes. Oh, yeah. I was uh, responding to our social media. Okay. As I do throughout each and every show. <laughs> She's like, I do my job. You cheat at your job. Okay. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Well, okay. Next week, you know what? I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring it then. I'm going to bring it and I'm going to minimize every screen and I'm going to bring it. Lies. <laughs> Lies and propaganda. Lies. Okay. But you know, next whatever, week, it doesn't really matter. Well, I'm going to travel somewhere really cool next we're just, week. We just have just proven to all of our listeners that I'm smarter than a fifth grader. <laughs> the grease is gonna be ending here soon. And we're gonna have to find the, no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, you know, okay. You know what? Challenge accepted. You. It's all good. I love you more. And in fact, on the 28th, we'll go flying in the simulator together. But I, was, I suggest you let me fly. Let me be the pilot. Cause if not, you're gonna have a little right on you. I get, I get a little sensitive. Mo and Marla are like, note to self, Meredith cannot get in the simulator, period. Um, yeah, I'm definitely... Not in the passenger seat. No, no. I have, to, I have to be the lead. I have to be the driver. And that's what, you know, typically, that's how it is. So... Yeah. When we go on our road trip together, hey We're making it happen. I'm going to keep saying it until We don't even do. know where the road trip's going to be. No, but, I mean, it's going to be a small you know listen i'm like yeah you know just a couple hours we won't go out outside of texas right so okay i know i know totally get off i get squirrel excited when i talk i to know you. okay i so, know okay we've got a few minutes left want to let our listeners know what's coming up next week okay so yeah. we've got now uh, we met this gentleman right when we, we yes. um earlier in the season we had him on for of course madera estates was he is here right in conroe yes. again another amazing business right in our backyard you go in here and of course you think okay great a wedding venue but then you step in and it's like a different world yes beautiful beautiful i mean event space then um and you can do stuff more than weddings right you could have corporate parties and all kind of yes. stuff but then as we start kind of getting to know ian he is phenomenal find out that this gentleman young man has been you know pre has been traveling abroad and is an opera singer and i was yes. like Holy. classically trained huh. 
you've got to be kidding. Again, you know, uh, I know our listeners, if y'all are like me, I love learning new stuff. So that's why I was like, oh, you're coming back on, Ian. You got, you have to, you know. Listen, I'm all, you got to come back on, like all classy. We got to know about the opera. (laughs) (laughs) So... We got to know more. Um, so Ian is going to be bringing some class with him for us next week for Great and Grace. He's going to be telling us about opera and certainly I'm sure Sharon and maybe we can get him to sing a few notes. But more than anything, just kind of share about that cool stuff. It's on my hit list, one of my, you know, wish list things to still do. I've gone and seen Broadway shows and everything like that, but I have actually not seen an opera. So it's on my wish list and maybe we'll get a mini version here next week all right so definitely want our listeners to stay tuned again we are going to be here from eight to ten i'll be traveling but i know jen's going to be reaching out during the week and giving y'all some updates on stuff and then next week yeah we've got the greatness back again and then letting you know i've got another trip planned in november but we just secured somebody to be jen's co-host so excited yes All right, so it's a few weeks out, but I want to give you a heads up. November 4th is going to be an awesome show. Well, we hope so. It'll be fantastic, okay? Um, So much that uh, I'm so glad we're going to be recording because i got to hear it because Jen's going to have someone special in the studio with her that day. Yes, I am. And it's going to be so much fun. So, yeah, that's a few weeks out. So just a little teaser. We don't need to tell them all. But why don't you, like, close this out, Jen? Let everybody know. Have a good week and all that jazz. (laughs) Ha-ha! Okay, well, have a great week from Grit and Grace, and we will uh, see you back, or we'll talk to you back next week. (laughs) Have a good one, guys.